Hello, my name is Bidem Yologunde and you're listening to episode 9 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. On this episode, I'll discuss the indictment of a cryptocurrency hedge fund manager, a conspiracy case involving five Russians and two Americans who allegedly defrauded the United States, a securities fraud scheme worth 114 million US dollars carried out through social media. I'll talk about the apprehension of a former Twitter employee for illegal foreign agent activities and the prosecution of two biotech CEOs who were involved in securities fraud. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. Samuel Bankman Freed on December 13, FTX founder and CEO Samuel Bankman-Fried, also known as SBF, was indicted on multiple charges, including wire fraud, commodities fraud, securities fraud, money laundering, and campaign finance violations. The charges stem from allegations that Bankman-Fried misappropriated billions of dollars in customer funds deposited with FTX and misled investors and lenders to FTX and Alameda Research, his cryptocurrency hedge fund. Bankman-Fried allegedly used the misappropriated funds for personal investments, political contributions, and to repay loans owed by Alameda Research. The indictment also alleges that Bankman-Fried and his co-conspirators made millions of dollars in political contributions funded by Alameda Research to federal political candidates and committees in advance of the 2022 midterm elections and that Bankman-Fried caused contributions to be reported in the names of co-conspirators rather than in the name of the true sources of the funds. The charges carry a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison for wire fraud conspiracy and money laundering conspiracy and five years in prison for commodities fraud conspiracy, securities fraud conspiracy, and campaign finance violations conspiracy. Bankman Freed was arrested on December 12 in the Bahamas and will be presented before a Bahamian magistrate judge. The case is being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York's Securities and Commodities Fraud Task Force with prosecution by assistant U.S. attorneys Nicholas Ruse and Danielle Sassoon and assistance from various government agencies including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, CFTC. Part 2. Task Force Klepto Capture On December 13, seven individuals, including five Russians, one of whom is suspected of being an FSB officer, and two Americans, were indicted on 16 counts related to a global procurement and money laundering scheme for Russia's defense sector. The charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States, violation of the Export Control Reform Act, ECRA, smuggling, and failure to comply with the automated export system. The defendants are accused of illegally acquiring highly sensitive and heavily regulated electronic components for use in developing nuclear and hypersonic weapons, quantum computing, and other military applications for Russia's defense sector. They are also alleged to have smuggled sniper rifle ammunition into Russia in violation of new U.S. sanctions. 
The defendants are said to have employed various tactics to evade U.S. export controls and economic sanctions, including falsifying shipping documents, misrepresenting the true nature of transactions, and using shell companies to conceal the true end-users of the U.S. origin items. The indictment also alleges that the defendants attempted to bribe U.S. companies and individuals to obtain sensitive technology. Three of the defendants are in custody, while the remaining four are currently at large. The U.S. Department of Justice, the FBI, as well as international partners are continuing their efforts to locate and apprehend the fugitives. The investigation and prosecution of the case were led by the Department of Justice's Task Force Klepto Capture, which is focused on combating global kleptocracy and illicit procurement networks that seek to undermine U.S. national security and economic interests. This case is yet another example of the U.S. government's ongoing efforts to combat the illicit procurement of sensitive U.S. technology by foreign actors, particularly those working on behalf of the Russian government. Moreover, it underscores the importance of robot export controls and economic sanctions in preventing such illicit activities. Part 3. A $114 million securities fraud scheme orchestrated through social media. On December 14, a federal grand jury in the Southern District of Texas unsealed an indictment charging eight men with conspiracy to commit securities fraud in a pump and dump scheme that allegedly involved false and misleading posts on social media platforms Twitter and Discord to artificially inflate securities prices. The defendants are accused of profiting at least $114 million from their scheme between January 2020 and April 2022 by holding themselves out as skilled traders and using their social media credibility to maximize their own profits. If convicted, each defendant faces up to 25 years in prison for conspiracy to commit securities fraud and each charge count of securities fraud. The indictment alleges that the defendants collectively had over 1.5 million Twitter followers to whom they disseminated false and misleading information about the securities they pumped and dumped. Additionally, they ran an online community for individual stock traders called Atlas Trading, which they promoted as one of the largest free online communities for individual stock traders in the world with a chat room called Atlas Trading Discord where they allegedly disseminated false and misleading information. The defendants made their initial court appearances the same day the indictment was unsealed. The FBI Houston field office is investigating the case and it is being prosecuted by Assistant Chief Scott Armstrong, Trial Attorney John J. Leolos of the Criminal Division's Fraud Section and Assistant U.S. Attorney Thomas Hayward Carter III for the Southern District of Texas. This case highlights the significant consequences of financial crimes like securities fraud for investors and the integrity of the financial markets. Part 4. Ahmad Abuamo 
On December 15, former Twitter employee Ahmad Habuamu was sentenced to 42 months in federal prison for his role in accessing and disclosing confidential information that could be used to identify Twitter users of interest to the Saudi royal family. Abuamu was convicted of several charges, including conspiracy, wire fraud, international money laundering, falsification of records, and acting as a foreign agent without notifying the attorney general. Evidence presented at trial showed that Abuamu received bribes from a Saudi official as early as December 2014 in exchange for accessing Twitter user accounts and providing information on dissidents and critics of the Saudi kingdom to their government officials and the Saudi royal family. Abuamu also laundered money by selling some of the gifts he received from the Saudi royal family. Despite Twitter policies requiring Abuamu to protect user information and disclose conflicts of interest, he accepted bribes, lied to FBI investigators, and falsified the documents when questioned about the transactions back in October 2018. After traveling to Lebanon in February 2015, Abuamu opened a bank account in his father's name and received 100,000 US dollars from the Saudi official, which he laundered by sending it into the United States in small wire transfers with false descriptions. The accounts received another 100,000 US dollars after Abuamu left Twitter for another employment. So in sentencing Abuamu, the judge described his conduct as serious and consequential emphasizing that exposing dissident information is a serious offense. Abuamu was ordered to serve 42 months in prison, three years of supervision following release, and to forfeit $242,000 representing the wristwatch and cash that he received as bribes. He was also ordered to surrender on March 31, 2023 to begin serving his sentence. Five, Nader Pur Hassan and Kazem Kazempur. On December 20, Nader Pur Hassan and Kazem Kazempur were charged by a federal grand jury in Maryland with defrauding investors of Cytodyne, a publicly traded biotechnology company based in Vancouver, Washington State. The two men are accused of misleading investors about the status and timeline of Cytodyne's regulatory submissions to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, for their investigational drug, Leronlimab, which is being developed for HIV treatment. This allegedly caused Cytodyne's stock price to inflate and attract new investors, while the defendants sold their personal shares for their own gain. Prohassan was the CEO of Cytodyne, and Kazempor was the CEO of Amarex Clinical Research LLC, which managed Cytodyne's clinical trials. In addition to this, the indictment also accuses the defendants of making false and misleading statements about Leronlimab's development as a potential COVID-19 treatment. The Department of Justice, along with other law enforcement partners, are committed to holding corrupt executives accountable for their fraudulent actions that exploit public health crises. The charges against Por Hassan and Kazempor are a warning to other executives who may consider engaging in similar activities. The FDA expressed appreciation for the law enforcement partners' efforts in investigating and charging the defendants. 
The indictment alleges that the defendants eroded public trust in medical products by providing false information, emphasizing the importance of truthful and accurate reporting to protect public health. So to wrap up on this episode, I discussed the indictment of a cryptocurrency hedge fund manager, a conspiracy case involving five Russians and two Americans who allegedly defrauded the United States, I talked about a securities fraud scheme worth $114 million carried out through social media. I talked about the apprehension of a former Twitter employee for illegal foreign agent activities and also the prosecution of two biotech CEOs who were involved in securities fraud. So that's all I have for this episode 9 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. Thanks for listening. The Cyber Case Files podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Aluwili Productions. Fact-checking by Laura Keller. Audio engineer, Ariana Delucci. Graphic design, Khalid Acosta-Zelaya. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Cyber Case Files podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone who you think might benefit from it. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.